Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Always a privilege and a pleasure to come before you. We're going to be talking about all things economic today, and our guest, Robert Kudla of Trade Genius, is here to help us unravel the, shall we say, instability of the economy, the market, and certainly uh, revenue streams for your pocketbook. Inflation continues unabated. Everything the Biden administration touches economically for the American people turns to excrement, and let's just be honest and call it what it is. And it's getting harder and harder to believe with the string of failures coming out of this administration that there is not some type of intent connected with that, although that's not our purpose here today. But it is very frustrating. I share your frustration, and so does our guest, Bob Kudla. Bob Kudla has lots of experience, as you know, both in the market and with uh, other economic endeavors, and he brings a, a unique perspective to the table here to help us unravel what's going on and perhaps navigate a way out of this minefield. Bob, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, from two weeks ago when we last talked, uh, we've had a dramatic shift in events, haven't we? Well, I think um, what happened here with the market, I'll talk this micro and then I'll talk macro, is that the uh, the Fed did what they said they were going to do, did a 50-point raise, and then they basically said they're going to do a 50-point raise in June and a 50-point raise in July. And what we're seeing in the market is basically recalculations of of what that would look like in terms of company profitability with a um, uh, with the federal funds rate up another dollar fifty, and so that's why you get this push down. And the, the other thing that's causing us grief here is that Europe and Japan and China are still devaluing their currency, and so it's causing issues, making the dollar get too strong, which causes. Um, obvious issues in terms of commodity prices and, and you know some of that's by design to they're trying to get oil and food uh, prices or commodity prices under control and then you got China doing this crazy whatever this crazy thing that they're doing in terms of um, uh, this lockdown that trying to disrupt supply chains and you know, basically China looks like they're committing suicide and so all that is transpiring to push the, the market down. Now, having said all that, every year until, you know, basically 2008, you had 15% corrections every year, okay? You had a bear market every two years. And basically the Federal Reserve came in here in twenty at the end of 2018 when they did their last raising, 
and they just didn't allow any selling. You know, we had that pandemic move, um, and then they went ahead and they bought that back. So the first thing that's going to happen here, Dave, is that we're going to basically the Biden bubble is going to get is going to get taken out. So if you if you want to look at where you think stock prices are going to probably end up within the in the year, is go back to where prices were at the beginning of 2019. Unfortunately, that probably means housing prices too, because everything just went and did a lift off, an artificial. We basically had an adrenaline push of liquidity that's now being is now being taken back out again, and so so that's short, that's long term. So so medium term, we're we're flipping <coughs> from inflation to deflation. Okay, or I should say inflation to disinflation. I don't think people realize this because all you hear is 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 energy, 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 energy. But oil prices have not gone up since February on average. Wheat prices have not gone up on average since February. And natural gas prices are now coming down hard because seasonally you don't need natural gas in the spring and the summer. So they're going to start coming down. And so we're going to get some sort of relief bounce here that cpa prints on wednesday we're probably going to see a big market move um again another relief bounce okay and then the market's going to realize uh oh my gosh you know um growth is ending because a lot of the companies now have to reconfigure themselves for higher interest rates on their short-term debt and they're going to have to now do one of one of three things is that either they're going to have to right-size their, 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 their companies, that means lower growth, okay, meaning that uh, the price-to-sales ratios are going to fall, okay, they're either going to have to then devalue their, their, their equity by, by adding more shares to, to swap out debt for equity, which is going to lower the price of their companies, or they're simply the markets to simply take them out because they can't make a profit. Okay, so what that means is this next bounce we get, we're going to get what I call the Alzheimer's move, where we're just going to probably drift down into the end of 2023 and we're going to go into a recession. And so that's what you're. Hey, everybody, Dave with. Hodges here, right host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that is free in America. One a scared children move. We're getting that. Um, uh, follow through today, panic, panic selling margin calls. But I think by Wednesday, we're going to see a big pop because the CPI print's not going to be as high. Or if it is high, they know June's print's not going to be and they're going to buy in front of that. And then we're going to get a lift. And that's the lift. People should be lightening up their positions and getting into some longer term protection, you know, like TLT actually getting back into the bonds the bond sell-off is the worst we've had in history and i think people are going to drift back into bonds because there's not going to have any growth on the equity side or economically and and that's where you know you can double your money in a in a long in a, in a one-year market sell-off by just being in tlt what's and what's so tlt that's the 20-year bond yield um uh, on average etf and i've been building a position over the last um over the last um, three to four weeks. So I'm slowly building up a fairly large position in that. I'll be fully invested in it by July. That's the last rate increase we're gonna see by the Fed, if then. And and then we're gonna they're gonna be in a position now where they're gonna have to start being accommodative again because the government has nine trillion dollars of debt to reinvest 
over the next 18 months, not including what they're going to spend in deficit this year. If they if the if the Federal Reserve doesn't buy that debt, then we're basically the well, the, the, well, the U.S. government can't go bankrupt, but everybody else in the country will be. OK, and that's not that they're not going to let that happen. Politicians have this strange notion of wanting to stay in power and it all get removed. So um, so that's kind of where we are. And let me address the Great Reset for a second. People think these people are really smart. They're not. They're just notorious and they're amoral. So they're going to keep pushing, pushing, pushing until they get pushed back. They're typical bullies. And once they get pushed back on, they're, they're going to they're like Potemkin. They're going to crumble. And that's what's going to happen. You're already starting to see, you know, um, right wing parties around the world now are starting to take hold. And in this country, look, we just had the Dallas election. They swept everybody out of power in Texas on the school board um, on the school board election. So, I mean, you're talking Austin. All right. Austin, Dallas. OK, people are rejecting this. Stuff, and I think I think you're going to see um, basically a a some sort of return to rationality. And that should stabilize things after 2023. It is amazing. Trump endorsed 22 candidates and they all won. And then we're looking at blue cities flipping out all of their politicians. And, you know, it also happened in uh, Harris County in Houston. There were 10 judges up for their primary election primary and they all lost every one of them. Yeah. So I think people are really totally, totally um, misreading this red wave. It's not coming it's already here. And and I think, you know, it's going to sweep the Democrats, but it's also a lot of the rhinos are going to find themselves on the wrong end of a primary, too. And, uh, and I'm talking not just now. I'm talking between now and the next uh, presidential election. And, well, and I think it, it is uh, happening now, though, too. In, in Alaska, Linda Murkowski is getting her butt kicked by her primary challenger with no experience. She's down by 12 points. Yeah, I didn't mean it wasn't going to start till then. I mean, it's not going to end till 2024. It's going to yeah. continue on. Do, do you think the Democrats have put themselves into an eternal position of irrelevance? You know, if you had asked me that question two years ago, I thought the Republicans were putting themselves into uh, irrelevance. And and that's how, how fast the switch has been. And so it's just absolutely amazing to me how fast things could change. And that's why I said, you know, when you look at, you know, the politics of things, you know, all the West's in charge, the West's in charge, the West's in charge. You know, these people can't survive. The, you know, the federal, the, 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 the French aristocracy thought they had things under control, too. I'd like you to weigh in on something, and it seems unrelated, but I think it's part of the wave that we're talking about, and that's Elon Musk's uh, purchase of Twitter, but it's not just his purchase that's caught my attention, it's his actions following the purchase. Yeah, could you repeat that again? I didn't quite get it. Yeah, Elon Musk, you know, purchasing yeah. Twitter, and although I think that is significant, what I find most significant are his statements and actions following the purchase of Twitter. Yeah, I think you're seeing. I think he's proven my point that if you just push back against these people, they crumble. Okay, and and I think that's what's happening is that you know all these people had was the megaphone, and Elon Musk gets up there and he has a better megaphone, and and people now are are living their lives now 
and I've said this to you before, and it, it bears repeating, things don't matter to people till they matter to people. Okay, so you put up with a lot of nonsense when you're busy making money and living life and going on vacation and and flipping houses. Well, now you can't flip houses. Stock market's crashing. Your kid was home for two years. You watched the garbage you're teaching him at school. You're watching a president. Now you're sitting at home paying attention. You're watching a president literally going through Alzheimer's on TV. Yeah, that's okay? true. true. And, uh, and, you, and you're saying to yourself, um, shit, I might be, excuse me, shoot, I might be out of a job. I don't have retirement money and I'm stuck with this huge house. And I got these crazy people talking about all this nonsense. I got I to gotta get engaged. And it, it was like a light switch coming up. I, I always tell people, you always look at the positive side of things. And this pandemic actually was a, a blessing in disguise. It made people sit back, reflect, observe, and say, oh, my gosh, I can't handle this. And, and I have to make a change. And, and then once this narrative, once the propaganda shield breaks down, you're going to see a lot of truth come out that's been hidden or people were allowed to not really engage it. And, and I, think, I think that's where you're going to see this big flip. And I think that's what's going to happen with the market as well. So you're just going to see this massive, massive shift in sentiment. And economically, we're really going to get back to making things again. We're going to get back to... Um, you want to still own things that hurt when you drop your foot, okay? And you're going to get out of this stuff like, you know, we have companies out there with price to sales ratios over 50. We have a company right now that is down 80%, okay? And it's still worth $50 billion market cap. And no, I'm not talking Tesla, okay? And it's it's called Shopify, which is basically a glorified grocery store, right? You know, and uh, or, or Bazaar. And same with Amazon. Those companies are all going to get are all going to get liquidated down in value, and people are going to get back to buying things that actually generate cash, and and so that's why we flipped to commodities last year. We've been in energy strong, and you know I'm still strong energy until price of oil breaks ninety five dollars. Above that, these companies are making a lot of money, and they're still trying to expand supplies because no matter what they tell you about the green new deal. We can't survive without oil and gas. And even the Biden administration had to admit that and actually put out and open up uh, drilling on public lands again because they know they can't go into an energy shortage in this country. Um, the Democrats will never hold power again, ever. Yeah, but I think it's too little too late for their political futures because the damage has been done. And I don't know how much we can recover because that leads me into another element here. We are getting strong warnings in some of it from establishment figures of impending extreme food shortages, including the United States. Uh, how does that do you agree with that? And if so, how does that enter into your thinking? Yeah. So my view on that is, is that that's probably the extreme view is is that 2022 is pretty good shape okay and uh but 2023 is what is the area that is the year you got to watch out for because fertilizer prices are going to still be too high we're having a late spring we're having dryness in in the midwest uh california is having a drought um all that stuff is it's that's 2023's problem okay but for 2022 you know things are still reasonable 
uh, in terms of pricing. You know, I'm watching the price of wheat in the futures market stable for the last. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time 90 days and so uh, and there's there's enough rice out there in the world but 2023 is you got to pay attention my only advice to everybody here is that all this stuff was forewarned nobody should be surprised what happened you and i've been talking about this for two years mm-hmm. i told people look this is the most telegraph sell-off the most telegraph economic decline that we've ever faced is telegraphed and and so for people to say oh, i didn't know it was coming it's really shame on you you're going to get a bounce you're going to get an opportunity coming up here and you need to take advantage of it you know that means hey you know a 50 pound sack of rice will feed a, a family of four for six months okay and um you know get some uh get some uh, whiskey barrels and and every whiskey barrel is a week is a week worth of, of potatoes in your in in your bin. You know, you, you, there's things you can do to control your environment here a little bit. And you know, eggs are still cheap and relative protein stuff like that. So, you know, we're going to be okay. Okay, it's 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 going to just it, other parts of the world are in big trouble. North Africa's in 
deep weeds, deep, 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 deep weeds. And, and China is in deep weeds. And India is now stopping their exports. They were going to export wheat to North Africa. They're, they're thinking about closing that, uh, that wheat window. And so, um, but 2022, pretty much okay. 2023, a problem. Well, I'm worried about what you just said about China because the old saying came into my head, when goods don't cross borders, armies do. I'm worried about China in that regard. Are you? No, not at all. Look, I think everybody everybody paints this picture of this, this, of this country as some sort of magical, mystical power. China's none of that. Um, China's none of that. They have zero ability to project power, Dave. Zero. Look at Russia, okay? Um, Russia has zero ability to project power. Look, they can't even penetrate 25 miles inside of inside of it, their neighboring country, okay? China has even less capability, okay? Um, you know, they, they 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 the logistics is a big issue, and and you're seeing a change in technology where you can use drone capability. Okay, to cause mass havoc and chaos uh, on a, on an invading army, and where's China going to go? Uh, are they going to invade Russia? Um, they, they're not going to get to Taiwan. They don't have the boats. Number one to get there, they're not going to invade Japan. Japan will send them back into the Stone Age. Okay, and they're going to invade what? Kazakhstan? They got to send an army across the twelve hundred mile desert. You know. <laughs> With, with with very few roads into into valleys, so uh, I, to me that's you know I, people I don't know why people do that they get so excited about oh China is this and China that China can't feed their own people and there's this phenomenon going on in China right now called the life flat movement I don't know if you heard this <laughs> no, basically the no. young kids are done uh-huh. they're done they're like I'm not working twelve hours a day six days a week and get nothing. So I'd rather have nothing and not work. <laughs> Sounds like our kids. Well, I was just going to say that. You just took the words right out of my mouth, Bob, because if people are saying they want meaning in their work and they want it to be of worth something, here's my one comeback, though. My wife and I talk about this a lot. I don't know if you see this. I'm concerned about America beyond that point. I think work needs to have intrinsic value, but every person needs to go through their starting point and it doesn't look like that people anymore want to start at the bottom and work their way up has been the case in the past yeah i don't disagree with that the problem we have in you know and you have a child and i have a child of around the same age here my daughter's in the working world and she absolutely um i think more kids will do that i think the their problem is is that why why should I do that? Because I'll never own a home. I mean, that's what my daughter says. She goes, I'll never be able to buy a home in California, Dad. You know, and, and you know, at yes, today, probably would not be able to. True. Um, but maybe in 10 years, you will be able to because the price of houses are gonna, is going to come down to meet you because births are collapsing. But I think the problem we've had here, look at when you and I started out, Dave, if you want to be a lawyer, they gave you crap jobs, right, for 10 years so the partners can make money off of it. Exactly. Right? Yep. If, you were, if you were investment banking, same garbage, right, so the partners can make money. You were in a medical profession, you know, you grinded it out, you know, to the senior senior partners. All these professions now, people, technology has flattened all that. 
you know, if, if I was talking to um, uh, one of my uh, neighbors. Um, our pool's closed. We went to our neighboring pool in the same development, and his 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 um, his son is is involved in um, basically uh, real estate and hotels and stuff like that. Ten years ago. Okay, he's 26 years old. He's already authoring deals. Okay, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, he'd be sitting in the back. He'd be a backbencher, just running all the numbers. And I think what we're seeing now is the kids know. Hey, you want you don't know more than I do. You just have more experience. Okay, and so why should I wait 10 years to do the fruit of my labor if you can't do that for me? I'll do it myself. I'll go out on my own. My daughter's a stylist. You know, she's she's done her apprenticeship, and the the owner's begging her now to get more aggressive in terms of acquiring clients now because there's 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 a shortage of talent. And I think these kids are going to realize really fast that you don't have to wait. You're going to be able to jump up. And kids get into the trades. Truck drivers making a hundred grand a year now. Hello, okay. You know, uh, look at all these people now driving trucks to deliver stuff locally. You get your Class A license for the big rig. Next thing you know, you just doubled your income. You know, so I think I'm always more optimistic. Look, we have to. We needed this. We we and we needed to get worse, Dave, just to expunge the people that that have been driving the narrative. They have to be exposed and they have to be disgraced, and then we can get back to the business of being America. It's almost you're taking me back in my memories to the um, um, industrial revolution with the captains of industry or the robber barons argument. And you're really hitting the robber baron part pretty hard, the exploitation of labor. And that's really what I'm hearing. And um, before I'm going to ask you about how you're adapting uh, your view of the economy into what you do in your own business, I wanted to ask you if you were to advise people today generally without regard to specific abilities or interests, what are the really good careers that people should be pursuing given how the economy's changed? Well, I look around my neighborhood and I look at the people that are moving in that are younger. Okay, and I live in, I would consider probably a top 5%, maybe top 3% neighborhood is the people that are involved <clears throat> in in their, their engineers in, in the making things environment here. So biomedical is going to be huge for the next 10 to 15 years for sure. Uh, you know, anything anything software productivity related, robotic related is going to be huge. I'm talking these are college educated jobs. OK, um, my my one neighbor is a HVAC plumbing guy. He makes more money than I do. OK. <laughs> and uh, and so that's huge. You want to be a welder, be a welder. Okay, if you're if you're willing to move out of the urban areas, um, oil's going nowhere. Okay, so you're going to be able to uh, you're, you're going to be able to be oil field engineer. You're going to be an oil field welder. Uh, the people that make the most money at all, if you like to scuba dive, you like to weld, you're making two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay, so it really depends on what you like. You know, my view of what's happening is we're onshoring it again, Dave. So I think, you know, operations management is going to become huge again. If you're a logistics guy, it's going to become huge, huge again. Uh, those things are going to become very important. You know, um, look, 
I'm not against renewables. I owned a solar energy company for for 14 years. Uh, I I believe in that technology. I don't mm-hmm. believe in the politics of it. And I think we're going to see increasing increasing um, uh, opportunities and efficiencies in that space over time. Uh, composite materials are going to become huge. All these are fantastic, fantastic opportunities. And if you like to cut hair, they're short a hundred thousand stylists right now. You oh want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year? Yeah. Come to California, become a stylist. You're going to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. Um, you want to be a school teacher? Hold your nose on the politics. You're going to have a great career. You know, um, I think these are just, you know, across the board, tremendous opportunities. Yeah. I wanted to ask you some application um, aspects of this. It seems to me with what you mentioned. And I left you speechless, Dave. Oh, no, you you did here, and I got to learn to take the cough button off as I was coughing. (laughs) Okay. Um, You had mentioned biomedical software. Um, and and you mentioned operations management. Well, t- you triggered a thought in me here. A lot of these related professions will need attorneys, accountants, and operation managers to uh, fuel them. You know, in other words, keep them out of trouble, keep them out of court, make sure they're compliance with government regulations. So it seems to me that law, accounting, and business management will still be important in the future applied to these uh, areas. Do you agree with that? Yeah, you just have to be open to what kind of company you want to work for. <clears throat> you know, I think we're going to see a, a, a probably a big change in the uh, in in the in the lawyer field because you know, you know, basically artificial intelligence, um, you know, could probably take out the pediatrician, okay, or the general practicing doctor, okay, um, and I think it'll take out the low level law stuff too. You know, you, you had those companies out there now that you can. You can go ahead and get a contract and stuff like that for a hundred bucks with legal zoom, whatever. You're gonna see the next level higher too. You know, why are you paying a four hundred thousand dollar a year lawyer to look up law stuff when a when a machine learning AI can do all the relevant case searches for you? So I think you're gonna see probably there's gonna to be too many lawyers out there. Bad news is they're gonna to try to sue everything to stay alive. You know, um, the good news is I think price of law is gonna come down. And so um and accounting, we definitely have a shortage of CPAs out there right now. <clears throat> so I know that because my CPA can't, you can't find help. So mm-hmm. they're going to probably streamline, probably streamline the licensing for that because you know they create these shortages so they can make money. You know, right. we can have more doctors, we can have more lawyers, we can have more accountants. Is that that the licensing boards create the artificial shortages? So they're going to have to relent on on the licensing of that. You're starting to see it in the trades now. Okay, you know, in California, when my daughter started, I use her as an example, two years, a thousand hours, you know, and then you had to pass a practical and a written test. She was the last person to have to do it. Okay, now it's 500 hours and you just have to you just have to pass a written test. Okay, so they just basically cut that requirement in half. You're going to see that across the board. And and I think uh, that'll streamline people getting in into these positions. And look, I'll give my life example too I own two companies my wife owns a company none of which we could have done 10 years ago so communication technology software technology um, the um, the ability to uh, use third-party contractors in company form like look um, I needed a programmer I hired one out ad hoc okay Um, I have I need I need server space. Um, I hire that ad hoc. 
Okay. Uh, I need a- attorneys occasionally. I have one on on strip alert. Okay. And I think, you know, basically now everything gets knitted together. So there's going to be opportunities there. And the big opportunity of all, if you're an entrepreneur, look at every company that's overvalued right now and undercut them in price. <laughs> well, that's not smart, though. I mean, I, don't know. I know it sounds funny, but that is really an intelligent application. So your advice to accountants and attorneys is you better gear your training towards the companies that are expanding and can't replace you with AI. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And when I say you can't replace, you know, obviously the licensing, you have to be licensed attorneys. Attorneys that are listening will, will agree with you. But they'll also agree with you is that the paralegals and stuff underneath, things that you spend a lot of money on, uh, a lot a lot of stuff now can be handled, you know, through, through technology. And I missed the biggest one of all. Uh, look, <laughs> my wife and I were laughing. We said we should get into this business is that um, uh, – you know, you basically distributed greenhouse technology to serve um, food. You know, you can literally have the worst real estate location in the world and you put in LED lights and you put in, um, um, you know, water management systems, you're in business. And if you sell microgreens, the ROI on microgreens is scary good. Okay. And so that's why I don't worry about food shortages, Dave, you know, is that you could pop a greenhouse up and, and you know, Israel has these things. It basically looks like a shipping container and it's ready to go. You know, and they have like, they, they sell home size ones that look like big wine refrigerators where you can grow microgreens and, and. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. And, and salad stuff in your, uh, in your house. So um, I think we're going to see all that stuff. It's when, whenever we have these dislocations, it just, it's just a ripe opportunity to, to grow. The only thing that I have is that you have a, an administration now that they don't want, they don't like supply. They like, they like to control supply and, and crush on demand. Correct. Exactly. Um, yep. So that, that'll have to break, you know, um, we got to get the abundance talk back into the politics and get these people out that are constantly. I sit here and all I hear all day on radio here in California is got to conserve water. Don't use electricity in the, in the evenings. Um, get your shot. You know, uh, we may lock down again. It's no, no, no. Can't, can't, can't. People don't like that. And so the conversation needs to be yes, yes, yes. And here's how, you know, San Diego was going in a situation where. The county would have shut down because they were running out of water. They lost their allocations to the Owens Valley, I think it was, and DWP needed the water instead. And Arizona was taking their allocation back from, in the Colorado River. So what did San Diego do? They threw in water desal, okay? It covers 90% of their water. It cost them people one time 10% more than the prevailing water rate. And now they have water forever, Okay. And, and when they had a big water shortage in California, San Diego opted out of the restriction because we're not restrictive. 
we have all the water we need. And they built they built one up now in Orange County. They got and the thing about the left I hate, they're trying to stop it because they say climate change is gonna I saw that yeah. water. I mean they talk out of both sides of their rear end, Dave. You know, because what they want to do, they don't want anybody to succeed. Even if you'd follow their policies, they constantly want you to have in a position of fear and dread and and scarcity. And and people are are done with that. And that's why I'm so I'm so hopeful. Yeah, next eighteen months is it going to suck? Probably, but we're going to come out of it. I think I think with some tremendous opportunity. And if you're young and you have no legacy, you're golden. You know how many businesses started in the Great Depression? Tons. It's just the people that had legacy that they couldn't get out of their own way. You, you know, you're an engineer. You can go to a company now, and you could say, you know what, I'll undercut that guy. <laughs> company will take you up in a minute, especially if you go to mid-sized companies. As long as you show that you have staying power, you're in. You know, they got these machine shops in a box, Dave. I mean, there's. I can go on. And, I can go on. And on. I can do a podcast for twelve hours on this stuff and just show people opportunity after opportunity. After opportunity, <laughs> it's just that you you live in the moment. And you listen to these this garbage on TV, and you get frozen. You know. Well, are you open to doing that? Because there's a market for it. Yeah, you know, I've, I've been taught. I've been asked many times. I, I do a podcast every day. If you want to check me out on trade deeds, but mostly stock stuff. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's there's definitely. I think people, you know, you are what you fear. So you just got to say, okay, you know, a um, long time ago, if you look, I know I'm supposed to be selling my trading service, but you know what? We do a great job. Trade with us. Trade, trade genius. I got definitely had specials for you guys. You know, you're going to make money with us. TradeDragonGenius.com. But more importantly, I want everybody to succeed, you know, and, and, and people are so fearful now. And I don't get it. Maybe it's just who I am as a person. But I sat down and I said, what do I like to do? Who am I as a person? And what can I do today to get there? And that's what I did in 2006. I sat there. I was I was doing acquisitions, acquisitions, acquisitions. And I got acquired out. And I said, you know what? I was 46 years old. And I talked to my wife. You know, I had their job. I had a job already lined up. You know, my boss who, who lost his job too, he already landed a CEO in another place. He said, Bob, you want to come with me? You're welcome to come with me. And I said to my, I said to my wife, I said, you know, I, I think I'll regret myself if I didn't try to go out on my own. And if I fail, I know I can get another job. And so I said, I said what do I like to do? Well, I was intrigued with solar energy, intrigued, intrigued, intrigued because of national security issues. So I said, okay, what do I do best? Well, I know how to do deals. I know how to sell. As you can tell, I'm a talker. And so I can, I can definitely get the deals, but I didn't know how to fulfill it. Well, I had a brother-in-law who's a, a general contractor who won a National Science Foundation grant in solar energy in the 80s, okay? So I know he knows everything about it. So I called him up and said, hey, do you want to get in business with me? I called a third person up that I know that has many contacts. We got in business together. It was one weekend, Dave. Um, we we all threw a, a bit of money into it, and, and we started it. And we ran, we ran that business 14 years until it played itself out. At the same time, I said, I love the trade. I was trading since 1991. I said, hey, you know, um, maybe I could do this and take advantage of what I like to do here. And I built out these algorithms that we have now on Trade Genius, and they got solidified after the great financial crisis. 
and I started that business, you know, basically launched it out in 2015. And, um, and so I had these both businesses running, doing the things I love. So I wake up every morning. On the weekends, I was depressed, Dave. How's that? <laughs> yeah, but I understand what you're saying. i yeah. kind of in the same genre myself. But um, do you think that all roads lead to trading eventually? Because that's kind of what I'm hearing. You went through a no. progression but ended up with, at Trade Genius. Yeah, you know what? I, I will tell you. Um, uh, no, I'm going to look for add something else into uh, at some point here. But this is what I'll tell people. You want to learn to trade because it gives you a skill set that nobody can take away from you. There'll always be a market, okay? And there's always a bull market somewhere. All this calamity, we made all our money and energy, guys, in the last six months. When when the Fed stops their, their interest rate rising, gold, silver, and TLT will go up. So there's always something to move into. And so once you learn the rules, and we'll teach you the rules, you're going to do well. And you, you know, and the way we do it is we'll teach you how to do it. We'll give you trades every day. We just bought TLT today, okay, which is the bond fund. I think bonds are peaking, the bond price. So yields will start falling here pretty uh, pretty soon. I mean, bond yields are spiking, prices falling. And, 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 yeah, so I think it's a great opportunity for you. If it's not – if you're retired, it's a great way to spend an hour or two. You only spend an hour or two a day, and, and you can make um, – uh, enough money to supplement your your income okay and if you want to do this for a living i would say it would take you four years to get into a position where you could build up enough capital to only do this the rest of your life or if you have the capital build yourself into it so you don't blow up your account as you as you make mistakes as you invariably will i can give you 100 percent good trades and i guarantee you you'll lose money on half of them because you get greedy or you get fearful once you get past that you know, then you're going to be gliding into uh, slowly making money. We call it grinding it out every day, make make money almost every day in the markets. And we'll teach you those rules and how to do that. And so, yes, yeah, so definitely trading. And uh, but you want to, you know, you want a rich life. You know, um, I could, you know, if I just traded two hours a day, Dave, I wouldn't know what to do with myself the rest of the time. So you need to you need to enrich your life every day. But yeah, but if you don't mind me doing a quick pitch. Uh, yeah, that's where I was waiting Saturday, with yeah. Yeah. 65% off on seven bundles. Anything non-bundle, um, it's, the promo code is, is MOTHER, and I think it's 40% off. I have to check with my partner. It is. Long. It is. I got it's it right 40% here. 40% off. Mm-hmm. And, and um, we, like we always give your listeners, we give you the, the, the bundle. And they're great bundles. We trade stock. We trade crypto. We trade uh, futures and options. And when this selling is over, crypto is going to get a nice pop, too. The halvings coming up in the four to six months will probably get a pop in crypto again there. So there's opportunities there as well. Crypto is like the stock market on steroids. When it goes up, it goes up like nothing else. And when it comes down, you obviously have to be careful in a bear market because there's really not too many ways in which you can short crypto. So, um, so yeah, so there I am. Dave, <laughs> no. I listen. This was a good. You, you know, sometimes people's resumes can really lead you to understanding a path to success, and that's why I made the comment. It seems like all roads led to trading because all these other careers seems like they were preparatory for what you're doing now. But I, I have a question on the bundled and non-bundled. When you use those terms, I think I know what you mean, but I don't know that the general public who's not familiar with Trade Genius. What, what does non-bundled and bundled mean? Yeah, so what we do is we like we bundle a stock bundle together. You get all the indicators, 
you get access to the chat room. You get a discount by, by buying an annual pass versus going monthly. Okay, and you get um, the uh, uh, the training videos. When you buy things individually, you pick and choose what you want. You can just maybe get in the room. You can just go monthly. You can uh, just get training. And so those are the non-bundled items. Some people just buy the indicators. They don't care about this tra- trading room. They don't want the training. You know, they don't want the signals. They just want the indicators. So you can just buy those or you can just buy training. So that's non-bundled. If you want bundle, we put bundles together. You can pick and choose what you like. Do I want training? Don't I want training in the bundle? So we have bundles that get go up increase in price, but increasing in, in terms of the uh, the services that are available to you. And our lowest bundle, uh, it's dirt cheap. I mean, what you get out of it, you know, um, I, I dare say, can't guarantee it, but I dare say probably in four to six weeks, you, you usually pay the annual fee of it. You know, I mean, we're talking with you know, three hundred, four hundred dollars for an annual pass into the either stock room or the crypto room. You know, and I give trades out every day. My track record still is the same, Dave. It's you know, I'm still sixty four point point percent. We had it we, we we survived these last two weeks pretty well, you know, in terms of uh of uh, the stuff that we we're in. And we help and we slowed down too. If the trades aren't there, there's no reason why you have to make a trade. Okay, I'm not obligated to trade every day because cash is a position when they do this stuff. <clears throat> now I have cash, and I can deploy it on this next run higher. So that's the difference between bundled and non-bundled, Dave. Yeah, you don't let emotion rule you. That's what I keep hearing you say from all the times we've talked. So when you're in these uh, non-bundled or bundled items, you're, you're really learning how to do the craft. And then you have access to, I would say, higher-level advice to help you apply what you've learned. Yeah, so look at the way we trade is really, really quite simple. Is is that we look at momentum and we look at it in the context of ranges. So um, we have a system. One of our indicators slash algorithms called the Range Trader is telling you whether right now we're in a buy the dip mode or we're in what's called sell the rip mode. Meaning, if it gets up too high, close it. If you're shorting the market, that would be a place to go short versus buy the dip when it comes down buy it and so we do is we use those ranges to tell us what season are we in summer or winter and then we use our momentum indicators you know which we call the heat slash the ribbon and that just tells us when momentum or money is flowing into into the stock sufficiently to warrant a trade and then the last thing we simply look at is we just look at the trend are we making higher lows or lower lows and if we're making a higher low and we have a buy to dip and then we have a heat momentum indicator says buy that's a perfect setup for us and you're you're the probabilities of making money on that trade are very high we have that all i don't want to call it automated but we have all the filters for it and i sit here all day long like a conductor and we teach you how to do that and interpret that and at the same time i put trades out that are setting up and that's how we do it. And we teach you how to do that. You know, there's no black magic to any of this stuff. It's all pretty basic stuff. It's basically Fibonacci's and money flow. And But we just optimized it over many, 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 many years. And it doesn't matter what asset class, human nature is human nature. It works for crypto. It works for stocks. It works for Forex. And then we have one final piece, which is a bit of black magic, is that we have access to 
probably a million data points of pricing of pricing history. And so we roll probabilities forward. So we look at the probabilities, like for example, Thursday night into Friday, you go long oil, okay? It's, it's like, it's, it's, it is a high probability trade. Monday's down, Tuesday up, high probability trade. Monday through Thursday down, Thursday to Friday up, high probability trade. You know, remember, there's no perfectionist business where they'd call it collecting. But if you have these high probabilities, you take these trades. We know what day of the week is good to trade. We know what day of the month are good to trade. We know what months of the year are good to trade. We have all that data. And then we also know the anomalies. So, you know, we have a service called Binary Options where we're looking at Forex trades. So we can see the anomalies in how these things are priced. And we put people in position of success. So that's how we do it. You know, so uh, we give you access to the indicators and the algorithms. Price probabilities, we just share it with you as we, as necessary. But, we, you know, we obviously hold that back ourselves. It costs us many years and many, many, many dollars to uh, to amass that. So that's our IP. Yeah, it, it, this is what separates you from the broker. The Your people that are working uh, the system as you teach it to them, they understand, I'm sure, what you just articulated. People that are with brokers in these uh, brokerages, houses, financial houses, they simply know they've won or they've lost, and they have no control over the the investment for, for most of. That's at least that's what I see. Yeah, well, the way the the way the brokers work is is that the brokers are. They're, they're formula driven because they don't want to be sued. So what happened in 2007, 2008, they they acted as active managers, right? And people lost a lot of money and a lot of them got sued. Mm-hmm. So they, they came up with this environment where they, they called it, um, you, you know, if you're with a broker, every quarter they send you, is there any change to your risk profile? And is there a change to your age? Okay. Yeah, I mean you're and, older, and, and so they put you in these. They put you in these, uh, basically these lifestyle um, allocations. So if you say I'm low risk and I'm 60, well, you're going to get a low allocation to the stock market. Okay, and they do that not to optimize your retirement. They do that to optimize their ability to not get litigated against. And I can't say I blame them. You know, um, you know that this, this, you know, there was enough crooks out there that that basically tainted the whole whole community. But that's what they're stuck in, and that's why we're seeing these markets drop five weeks in a row. Dave, is that this is passive investing, and it's called market cap passive investing, meaning like if Amazon and Apple are having a bad week, I don't care what you're in, you're having a bad week, okay? Because they drive the market. Mm-hmm. If Apple yeah. and Amazon are selling, it brings the ETF down. When the ETF, that's the exchange traded fund. Well, let's say you're in Cameco, and Cameco is in that fund. Well, they're going to sell Cameco because the value of the fund fell. So they got to keep the fund balanced. So, like Tesla, and remember, everybody said, why is Tesla going up so much, right? They don't make any money. Well, guess what? They are high market cap. And after people are buying into the ETF, the exchange traded fund, it lifts Tesla. So all boats got lifted in high tide. Well, the tide's coming out. All boats are getting are hitting the sand now. And it's just because of the, the, the mechanism. So when you're a trader, you're not you, you're not um, 
you're not subject to those restrictions. You know, so you can like if I didn't like the market, I can literally punch out Dave and go on vacation for two weeks. As a broker, you just can't punch your customer out for two weeks. Okay, it doesn't work that way. And and so so it becomes a problem. So all you're hearing now is buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip. Well, at some point, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get a dip buy, and everybody's thing is the coast is clear, and then we're gonna make another lower low. And what happens is you eventually get people scared, but they get scared way too late. And that's how they lose a lot of money. Next thing you know, they're down 35, 40%. Remember, the indexes are only down 15%. But most of the stuff people own, they're down 20, 25%, Dave, just because the nature of the way in which it works. So what would you, that's, that's why brokers are hard to be part of. Yeah, no, I hear you. What, what would you tell people right now about investing in real estate? Well, there was a chart that came out that showed there's a chart that came out that showed um, the birth rate and the death rate, and there's not going to be enough people to buy the houses. <laughs> that uh, answers your question. So, how long do you think it'll take to bottom out? Real estate. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think we hit the high for the generation. If that's what you're asking me, well, that's one. That's only one question I'm asking you. Then yeah. I'm asking you, at what point would you estimate? that it would be optimal for investors to buy raw land or existing structures? Well, I mean, you know, probably 10 years from now. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. All right. So so the post-Social Security crowd, forget it. Move on to something else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the post-Social Security crowd should be downsizing, which they have been. You know, I mean, look, if I didn't love where I lived, Dave, you know, um, and I like my yard, I like my house, I would have already downsized into a condo. And if I didn't love California, I know crazy that I am, but I love weather and I love the ocean, is I would already punched out and moved to another part of the country and I would be living mortgage-free. You know, so, uh, and people, that, that's the decision people have to make. And look, when you when you go into, um, uh, you know, retirement time, is you don't make as much money, okay? You know, even if you're a good trader, you're not going to make what you made when you worked, okay? So you're going to have to start making decisions. Some of it gets supplemented by Social Security, but your health care costs eat into a lot of that. So you're going to have to make you're going to have to make other decisions. And one of the big decisions is I have to move to a lower cost environment. Well, I don't know who's buying my house to do that, okay, at my price. So I think what's going to happen, and real estate's sticky. So a stock market can go down in five weeks and go down 15%. It would take the market four or five years for real estate to go down 15%. And so that's why I said, I said, we're going to probably see that. Uh, we're just going to see that slowly collapsing. People that are stuck in their homes, have a lot of equity, are going to flip to uh, reverse mortgages, you know, and, and they're going to ride it out that way. And then those homes get sold at whatever price that is. And so I, my personal view, you know, people can say I'm all wet, but my personal view is that we we've seen the peak. It, it peaked in February, and um, it's 2022. I would I would say we're going to be 2032 before you start seeing a a lift back into the real estate market. <clears throat> yeah, interesting. Yeah. But you know, here's the problem too for people that are getting into retirement age already there. 
with inflation uh, that's been, I think, artificially created by the present administration, um, you've got to learn how to outrun the inflation or it's going to bury you. So don't you still have to look for ways to continue to increase your portfolio? Yeah. So, I mean, if if, if I was sitting there and, and somebody wanted me to just personally coach them with, with some very more than just give signals out and stuff like that, I would say you need to get comfortable what's called selling calls against your position. I do that against our positions. Okay. And then you want to buy dividend paying stocks. And so you do that. You know, if you're just looking to outrun and you buy a food company, you buy Kroger, you buy Hormel. Okay. You buy the fertilizer companies. That's going to be another big move next two years. Fertilizer prices, stock prices have come down from that big high. They're going to lift back up until Belarus decides to, uh, and Russia stops um, their their export bans. You know, we're going to have two years of, of glide there. So you buy fertilizer companies, you sell calls against it. And that's what you do. You sit down, you figure out how much food going to cost me this year. And if next year I'm expecting 25% increase, well, how do I take, how much money do I need to set aside to be able to afford that cost of food? And you just do it by selling calls against stock, preferably weekly. And you do it with a dividend-paying stock. And, you know, you do that with, I do it with Barrett Gold. I do it with TLT. I do it with a, um, I do it with a uh, pharmaceutical company that we own. Okay. And, and then I'm still waiting to get into my, my food plays. Um, that, that'll probably be for next year. But I'm making enough cash, if you will, on uranium. I do it with CCJ every week as well. So those are my things that I drive dividends. I know how much money I personally need to make cash-wise for my lifestyle, but everything, everybody is different. And if you just want to be pure speculation, hey, you just trade the signals and, and uh, or, or you find a stock or two. You know, you don't have to boil the ocean. If you have four or five stocks you get very comfortable with, it comes alive for you. You can actually see it, Dave. You can see it. You can see it coming. You know, and once you get comfortable... You know, and what we do with our system is those in- indicators are live on your screen. So you actually see them. They just don't like magically appear. You see the range, okay? Yeah. You see the ribbon. You see the heat. You see these things turning up. And so, you know, it, it, it comes alive for you. And, and eventually you get very comfortable with, okay, I see this thing moving. And sometimes people call me and say, hey, Bob, this is moving. Looks like it's hitting. It's going to hit your signal. I said, yeah, you're right. And so that, to me, is when I know I won, is when people can see what I see and are able to confidently be able to act on it. And you can. You can outrun inflation by doing that. Yeah, that's such a good phrase. I love that phrase, outrun inflation. Well, ladies and gentlemen, not only have we got an education about the economy, but we've also learned how Trade Genius does what they do, and you're getting some insight into the training that takes place. And if you want to know more and become part of what – Bob Kudla has started, really, I think, a revolution in trading that's so much superior to your average brokerage. Then you'll want to go to TradeGeniusAcademy.com, and you have until this Saturday, which let me look at the date here on my calendar. This Saturday, this uh, deal expires, which is the 14th, and you're going to get 40% off the non-bundled items, 65% off the bundled items, which you already discussed. 
and uh, you're, they're going to work with you on how to do all this. And so I'd really recommend you take a hard look at this because you can't sit pat in an inflationary environment. When Bob said you got to outrun inflation, that's exactly what they're going to help you do at Trade Genius. Bob, thanks so much for joining us. Very informative today. Appreciate the inside view of Trade Genius, too. No, Dave, thanks for having me. 